Leah Pruitt, NHRA top fueler, got her first win of the season last race in Norwalk. Again, hanging out at the Mile High Nationals, flying those colors. She joined us earlier. Uh, we caught up with her on Friday afternoon. It's fantastic. Every time we get Leah Pruitt here in the Freak Nation. Leah Pruitt, now Speed Freak Spits and the Lucas Oil Studios. So Leah Pruitt, Leah Pruitt, once again joining us here in the Freak Nation. She laughs. Listen, yeah, I've been calling. Good. Listen, I've been calling Leah Pruitt's name for the twenty years of Speed Freak. So Leah Pruitt joins us here in the Freak Nation. Watching your social media on this track, there's a lot of people that I don't. They're not going to miss the track like you're going to miss the track. I know your career of a little punk in a small little rail running this thing, and here you are now running with the big boys and winning races. This race, this whole city means something different to you than a lot of these drag racers. I would definitely, I, I, I would like to think so, but before I go into my memories here and how significant they are, I have to think about, this is a hometown track for tens of thousands of people that have been here for generations. And so as much as I am going to miss it, and I reflect on how it's built, built me as a racer, how it's built me from a just a single competitor to what it means to be in a team with a junior and win team championships to, of course, this is a team sport and this is what it takes to win. Um, I just want to throw it out there to them for what they're going to miss as much as we're going to miss it. And a question that I get a lot is like, why or how has this track been so successful for me personally? Um, and I and I don't really, I'd never have an answer because it's been with different teams, different crew chiefs, different setups of cars uh, from factory stock to DSR, TSR. Uh, I'm just lucky and I and I don't know. I just I get emotional on the mountain, um, but just trying to block all that out till Monday. But when we talk to the Eric Enders, John Forces, other drag racers, they'll walk in the gates of the track going, yep, I'm going to win this bitch because they feel so comfortable with the track. Is that part of this? You feel comfortable walking into this thing? I think so. I, there's, you know, last week or two weeks ago, I felt very comfortable coming into Norwalk in a different way than I ever had. And I had a winning mindset. Um, and you try and you believe that you're going to win every race. But that one specifically, coming onto the mountain, there's this grandiose feeling about it. And for me, that comes from you had one race as a junior that you wanted to win. And that was the one national event. You know, we have 22 national events in the Camping World Series. Well, in the juniors, you had one and it was here. And the Mandy Mears put on that event and treated us kids as if we were the pros. And so all I cared about in life was being successful on this mountain. So that's that's the same feeling that I get when I come to it. Is it's it's just not just another race. It is the race for me. And then you put on top of that Dodge Power Brokers and it's forever been Mile High Nationals and being here as a crew member to, to now winning races and defending champion of the last event. Um, yeah, all of that brings confidence. And I just I just got done talking with Neil about our setup for today and what we plan to do and, and set our you know, set up for the weekend. So yeah, we have good confidence, but just it starts with getting down the track on this first run. How can you carry that confidence into a track that maybe you don't feel as good at with your history? How can you bottle this up and take it to one of those tracks to be even better over there? That is a great question because that's what I'm gonna need to do when we get to uh, when we get to Sonoma. Actually, like I don't get the feeling when I go into Sonoma that like, man, this is part of me and and and, and I own this and I love it and like I, I always feel like I'm an outsider racing there for some reason. Um, and I've never won a runner up, but how do I how do you encapsulate that? I think really having the knowledge about what the car is doing. So I'm gonna take away the feeling of 
what is the ambiance of the community and the track and what it looks like and you know how it will be done well or not and really take the momentum of our unit and make that stationary and put that into the confidence for two weeks in Seattle. But you've got that momentum now. You got that win. You got that monkey off your back. So that changed things as well, I would imagine. It did. Um, we've we've all been saying like we're so close, we're so close, and the, the crew guys have done a good job of keeping that, you know, keep, keeping that hype up. And at, you know, at some point you get tired of saying that and hearing that, and you go, "Tell me when we get there." So we joked and we had one in Norwalk. Like, all right, we got there. Let's stay here. And uh, I don't. I got to give it to them for keeping their their attitudes up and their faith in Neil and Mike for, you know, getting our traction with this team and getting that momentum up and going. Um, they've the, the full testament to our foundation has been them. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to I'm really looking forward to racing. This has been a long, big week. A lot of a lot of things on track. I got to run the DC 170 um, going probably 40 or 50 times, you know, 1,025 horsepower, media rides, we have dealership, we have uh, customers out here, uh, media, all of it's been fantastic, but I'm, I'm ready to switch gears and get into actual race mode, and that's my favorite part. Does some of that get to be too much? Like, do you have a text thread with the guys where you can just let loose and be like, I've got this media appearance, but I really need to, I need you guys to bring me back up? No, I don't. Uh, no, I don't do that. They go back there and they just laugh. If they think that I'm stuck, they're just laughing their butts off. Um, uh, no, I I love what I do. And that's a huge part of it. And I, I was actually telling Tony last night on the phone because he's in now he's flew from Connecticut, SRX. Now he's in Ohio racing top alcohol. And, uh, and I was telling him how much I'm enjoying doing all of the things that go with racing where I had I had a much different mindset a couple of years ago and I felt like I was pushed and pulled and I just wanted to race where I just, I, I, all of it is what, is what I love. And, you know, we got fans here that, uh, that have been waiting and they're either waiting for us to warm up or waiting to grab that autograph. And that's, uh, I don't know, just want to take in this whole weekend. I know you want to do that, but you mentioned SRX. Are we ever going to see you in one of those cars? That's a great question. You know, um, I, it is, that's the fan, man. You know, what if I said you guys would be the first ones to hear if and when I am? We know it's not this year on the lineup because everything's been set. Uh, I I just told Tony, I said, I don't want to wreck one of your cars and I don't want to embarrass our family. So I'm just going to stay out of it for now. <laughs> but we got Ron Caps representing drag racing community and he's going to do a fantastic job at, at Eldora. And then from there, and then we fly to Topeka and we race. So I don't know. I feel I feel like if I do anything outside that it might take away from what my goals are with the team so once i get a world championship and that's the common goal here maybe i'll flap my wings and, and try and get a little, a little bit more fun turning one thing you brought up reminds me of this with crash and i working together 23 years there was a time when i wouldn't listen to her like an a-hole i just wouldn't listen to her she'd make suggestions why don't you try that i know i know all about it. i've been doing but it's like what a dumbass now it's you know it, it's just part of the evolution yes you listen to the better half when Tony got into Dragster, was he open to hearing suggestions on how to run that thing? Or was he just, I got this, babe. No, don't tell me a thing. You are going to be um, astonished at what this answer is because I was. You know, when we decided that he wanted to make a couple hits, I expected him to go to Antron or maybe to Austin. And like the, the guys he feels comfortable with. And, and that's not what he wanted. He wanted only me. And to learn to drive this car with that team the way that I do and take everything that with with how I do it 
including fuel, including shoots, which at that point he got overwhelmed. Uh, but he's he's been an incredible student. And I never thought, I, I really, I didn't think that I would be his mentor in drag racing. Just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm his wife and working together and all that. So it's been incredible. He is such a great listener. He is so detail orientated, of course, as we know. Um, he's super hard on himself. And he just wants to be perfect. And now he understands how difficult drag racing is. And that's and it took him being inside the car um, to really understand it. So he's going his paces in the top alcohol dragster category and winning races and doing great. He literally just called. That's why I was a little late coming down to tell me about his Q1 and how it shook for 1.2 seconds. And he felt the last flap of the tire and it, 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 it tried to it, it tried to. Uh, tried to smoke and he went number one qualifier and it, that's it just to talk about his run and uh, I go Tony you realize a year ago you would have never been able to ha- we'd never been able to have this conversation and he and he's like you're absolutely right and I love what I'm doing so yeah I'm disappointed I wanted him to be an a-hole and you had to slap him around and straighten him up this is where he is an a-hole okay I got in his in his 410 wing sprint car we were at a test session Donnie shots uh, we had three cars running and we were doing engine program stuff so I Tony let me run. Tony barely told me how to start it. He goes, yeah, you're going to get a push and then you'll just, you'll just feel it and then flip the switches and then, okay. And then let off nothing about where to run on the track, how much throttle, you know, turn left to go right, turn right to go like not sliding, nothing at all. I had to come back and, and, and I go, he goes, move up, you know, you don't have to stay at the bottom. And I go, how do, how do I do that? And he, I think he literally just walked away. So I went to Donnie shots and I was like, please give me some pointers. So the takeaway is that Tony is an incredible student and he is a terrible teacher. And I have no problem saying that on camera. Leah Pruitt here in the Freak Nation telling it like it is.